Jai Jai Sitchitana Jai Nityananda Jai Adaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vinna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare During his household life, Nimai Pandit was such a scholar and he would just spend all his time studying Sanskrit and grammar and, and tikas and nyaya and all these kind of things. And his learning was extraordinary. Sometimes, um, not only challenging his students, but Nimai would walk around Navadvip in great pride. And when he would see the Vaishnavas, he would challenge the Vaishnavas. Hmm. One day, Nimai Pandit was coming on the main road with some students. At that time, Mukunda saw Nimai from a distance and immediately tried to escape from his vision. I started reading from Chaitanya Bhagavad, uh, chapter 11, starting with one day. On the pretext of describing the reason for Mukunda's behavior, Nimai narrated this and his devotees, Glories to Govinda, who was his servant and doorkeeper, saying, I've not yet revealed the topics of devotional service to Krishna. That is why Mukunda ran away from me, but he will not do this for long, because I will manifest such pure devotional service and Vaishnava characteristics that even Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva will come to my doorstep and roll on the ground. So this is from the... Uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat, Adikanda, chapter 11. Meanwhile, as Nimai increased Satsi's joy by remaining absorbed in the pleasure of study, Sri Iswarapuri one day arrived incognito at Sri Advaita's house in Navadvip. By seeing his wonderful effulgence, Advaita Acharya understood that Iswarapuri was a Vaishnav sannyasi. When Mukunda sang a song about Krishna in Advaita's assembly, the natural deep ocean of love for Krishna in the pure heart of Iswarapuri overflowed. Thereupon everyone came to know that this devoted sannyasi was Iswarapuri. One day, as Sri Gorasunda was returning home from teaching, by providence he met Iswarapuri on the way. The Lord, who is Jagat Guru, displayed, displayed honor to his devotees by immediately offering obeisances to his servant. Seeing Nimai's wonderful effulgence, Iswarapuri inquired about his identity and the subject of his studies. Nimai answered all of Iswarapuri's inquiries and then respectfully brought him home for lunch. After Sachi Devi cooked and offered foodstuffs to Krishna and fed Iswarapuri, Iswarapuri began to discuss topics of Krishna with Nimai. While discussing Krishna Kata, Iswarapuri became overwhelmed with love of God. Iswarapuri stayed in Navadvip at the house of Sigopinath Acharya for a few months, and Nimai regularly went to see him. Seeing the devotion of Kadadar Pandit, who was renounced from his childhood, Iswarapuri began to affectionately teach him his book, Sri Krishna Lilamrita. Every evening after studying and teaching, Nimai went to offer obeisances to Iswarapuri. One day, Iswarapuri requested Nimai Pandit to point out the mistakes in his. Sri Krishna Lilamrita and indicate his desire to correct the mistakes on the Nimai's guidance. Hearing his words, the Lord condemned mundane scholarship and spoke the following invaluable nectarian words. First of all, this book is composed by such a pure devotee as Puripat, and moreover, it's full of topics about Krishna. Therefore, whoever finds fault in this book is certainly an offender. The poetry of a pure devotee, in whatever form it may be, is always pleasing to Krishna. There's no doubt about it. The Supreme Lord never sees any grammatical faults in the statements of his devotees, for he's controlled by devotion and he accepts the sentiment of his devotees. 
A person who finds faults in the statements of a devotee is himself full of faults. No one is so obvious as to find faults in the description of the Supreme Lord by a pure devotee like Puripad. But Iswarapuri repeatedly requested Nimai to point out the faults in his book. In this way, Iswarapuri regularly spent an hour or two with Nimai discussing various subjects. After hearing a verse from Iswarapuri's book one day, Nimai sportingly said, the verb in this verb should be parasmai padi instead of admin padi. Uh, another day, when Nimai came back, Iswarapuri said, the verb that you have not accepted as Atmenapadi, I have accepted as Atmenapadi. In order to increase the glories and display of the victory of his servant, the Lord did not point out any further faults. In this way, after spending some time enjoying educational pastimes of Nimai, Iswarapuri left Navadvip to continue sanctifying the holy places of India. Well, Iswarapuri pointed out that why actually the verb that he had used uh, was was correct. Now I'm not going to enter deeper into the, the details of Sanskrit, uh, but uh, the point was that Nimai was defeated by Iswarapuri. So indicating what was to come. Uh, in front of the spiritual master, the disciple is always a fool. So uh, here began a turning point uh, in, the, uh, in the life of, of Nimai Pandit, uh, the scholar, the one who was uh, hiding his devotional uh, identity and the one who was just, uh, just conquering Navadvip as the glorious scholar. And everyone, everyone was impressed by Nimai Pandit. Um, a little further in the Chaitanya Bhagavad, in chapter 14, everyone was filled with awe and reverence. And seeing the Lord, there was no one in Navadvip who was not under his control. Whenever any resident of Navadvip, oh, I'm sorry, I, I'm reading again. I started reading from chapter 14, Chait Chaitanya Bhagavad, Adikanda, text number 9. Everyone was filled with awe and reverence on seeing the Lord. There was no one in Navadvip who was not under his control. Whenever any resident of Navadvip would perform any pious act, he would without fail, first send some foodstuff and cloth to the Lord's house. Since the custom of showing respect, as Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, or honor towards the best teacher was prominent in the Hindu community of that time, everyone came to the capital and donated gifts of rice and cloth to Nimai Pandit, who was the crest jewel of learned scholars. The Lord displayed the pastimes of a munificent person, for this is the nature of the Supreme Lord. He constantly gave gifts to the poor. Whenever Gorhari met a poor person, he would immediately give him rice, cloth, and money out of compassion. Guests would daily visit the, house, the Lord's house, and he would always properly satisfy every one of them. Sometimes 10 or 20 sannyasis would come, and the Lord would happily invite them for lunch. He would immediately send someone to inform his mother to quickly arrange lunch for the 20 sannyasis. As there was nothing at home, Mother Sachi thought, how will I prepare meals for 20 sannyasis? As soon as she thought like this, someone came and delivered the necessary ingredients without her notice. Laxmi Devi cooked the offering with full satisfaction. And then the Lord arrived home. The Lord personally watched as the sannyasis were served their meal. After they were fully satisfied, he bid them farewell. In this way, the merciful Lord inquired about the needs of every one of his guests. Mahaprabhu taught the householders, the foremost duty of a householder is to serve his guest. If a householder does not serve his guest, he is considered lower than the birds and beasts. If due to his previous impious activities, he doesn't have anything, then he should satisfy his guest with a straw mat, some water, 
and place to lie down. In the houses of pious people, there may be a scarcity of rice and other staples due to poverty, but a straw mat, water, resting place, and sweet words should always be available for serving the guests. This verse is found in the Manu Samhita 310 and in the Hitu Pradesh. Um, the word trina refers to straw that is made, used for making an asana or bed. The word bumi refers to a resting place. The word udaka refers to water for cleansing one's hands, legs, and mouth and for, for performing achman. The words sunditavak, truth, or sweet words, and the word chaturti means the four items. Like this, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur explained the verse. And so we can see how nice, how nice was Nimai receiving his guests and serving the sannyasis. Um, mm, all those guests were most fortunate for they received foodstuffs uh, directly from Lakshmi Narayan. Those foodstuffs were so wonderful that they were desired even by the demigods headed by Brahma. Yet now they were eaten by one and all. In reply to this, someone said, it's not possible for ordinary persons to receive such foodstuffs. Brahma, Shiva, Sukadev, Yasadev, Narada, as well as the demigods and Siddhas who travel according to their desires, all knew that Lakshmi Narayan had appeared in Navadvip. They therefore all visited the Lord's house to beg alms in the form of mendicants. <laughs> and you can see how sweet is the, uh, is the Chaitanya Bhagavad. Um, it is it's just amazing. Lakshmi Devi cooked alone, yet she felt supremely blissful as the fortunate mother Sachi observed the character of Lakshmi. Her joy increased every hour of the day. Beginning from sunrise, Lakshmi would personally perform all the household chores as her religious duties. She would decorate the floor of the temples with drawings of swastikas, conches, and discs. She arranged sandalwood paste, flowers, incense, ghee lamps, and scented water for the worship of Lord Vishnu. She constantly served Tulasi, yet she served Sachi even more. Seeing Lakshmi's behavior, Sigurasundra did not comment, yet he was satisfied within. Some days Lakshmi would sit and hold the Lord's feet for hours. Mother Sachi, so brilliant effulgent flames emanating from the feet of her son. Another day, Mother Sachi smelled the fragrance of lotus flowers throughout the house. As Lakshmi Narayan secretly lived in Navadvip in this way, no one was able to recognize them. Hmm. Then comes that pastime where Lord Chaitanya visits East Bengal and then Lakshmi due to separation from the Lord, gives up her body. And of course, later on, Lord Chaitanya, on the request of his mother, marries again and marries Vishnu Priya. And, uh, and it is when Vishnu Priya was, was his wife uh, that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took sannyas. So, uh, what shall we say? Um, I thought it was nice to um, hear a little bit about uh, Lord Chaitanya's household life um, because um, when sannyas is in contrast to household life, then it is... Uh, then it stands out more, then it is more, uh, yeah, um, more strongly uh, depicted. Then I discussed a little bit uh, about Nimai meeting Iswara Puri, because I wanted to discuss 
a little bit the transformation. Of course, okay, he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and he is uh, therefore always at all times the fully potent Supreme Lord and that also comes out when the demigods come to the house of, uh, of Nimai and to take prasadam cooked by Lakshmi and in this way Lakshmi Narayan is personally um, receiving the devatas, feeding them prasad. So that, that divine aspect is brought out. But leaving that aside, Nima is acting out human-like past, uh, pastimes and Nima shows a transformation. Uh, the, the real transformation, the first transformation comes when Nimai goes to Gaia. Um, this is, uh, and when he goes to Gaia, then um, he meets Iswarapuri. So at this time, um, there is a great, uh, a great transformation. Um, so, uh, when we speak about Lakshmi's departure, that is in chapter 14, and, uh, and then uh, yeah, then, that's, uh, then, then the, that the second marriage uh, is taking place with, uh, with Vishnu Priya, and then During that marriage, there is that the transformation where Nimai becomes a devotee. So let us read a little bit from Chaitanya Bhagavat Adikanda, chapter 7. So, chapter 17. Adikanda chapter 17, chapter starting at text 5 and 6. As the number of atheists increased in Navadvip, it became difficult to even hear the mention of devotional service. The devotees were all distressed to see that people were simply attached to illusory pleasures. Hmm. Although the Lord was absorbed in studying and teaching, he noted the devotees' distress. He heard how the miscreants were constantly blaspheming the Vaishnavas. The Lord just desired to manifest himself, but he thought he should first visit Gaia. The supremely independent Lord Gorasuna decided to see the holy place of Gaia. So acting out human pastimes, uh, Lord Chaitanya goes on a uh, pilgrimage to Gaia. Gaia was a holy place, and in, in a Puranic history, it is mentioned that one personality who appeared in a demon family um, was named Gaia, his name Gaia Sura. Gaia, however, had piety, and Gaia was actually uh, worshipping the Supreme Lord. And because he was worshipping the Supreme Lord, he got the mercy of the Lord and got a darshan and he became invested with spiritual energy. Then he developed the desire to go everywhere and purify uh, the, the world. But, uh, but the devatas, seeing that now this person from an Asura appearance and so on, was roaming around and causing consternation, felt that he should stay in one place. Um, but he didn't want to stay in one place. He wanted to somehow or other go around and, and purify uh, all the, the sinful conditioned souls. Um, then the demigods, uh, they decided to stop him by force and they sat on top of him, put all their, with all their weight to keep him in one place. But 
still they had the greatest difficulty to contain him. So finally, Lord Vishnu appeared. Uh, and Lord Vishnu himself then, in order to establish peace within the universe, arranged that Gaia should take stay in one place. And Gaia then became, uh, became the Lord placed his lotus foot on Gaia and kept him down. And Gaia uh, attained the form of a stone and the footprint of the Lord uh, remained within that stone. In this way, the, uh, the, uh, the stone, the Vishnupad stone uh, became present there and the Vishnu and a temple was, uh, was made there. Hmm. The Lord does desire to manifest himself, but he thought he should first visit Gaia. The supremely independent Lord Gorasuna desired to see the holy place of Gaia. After performing the Shraddha ceremony for his father, according to scriptural injunctions, the Lord departed for Gaia with many of his students. As the Lord, yeah, I continued reading from text number, from Adi Kanda chapter 17, text 10, Chaitanya Bhagavan and then 11, and now 12. The Lord took first took permission from Mother Sachi and then happily left to see Gaia. As the Lord passed through the varieties of towns and villages on the way to Gaia, they were all turned to holy places by the touch of his lotus feet. The Lord and his students conversed, joked, and discussed various religious topics, and after a few days arrived at Mandara Hill. The Lord first saw the deity of Madhusudan at top of the hill, and then he wandered about the hill according to his desire. Srila <coughs> uh, Bhakti Siddhanta has mentioned hmm, uh, by the initiative of Sri Chaitanya Mat of Sri Dhamayapur, the ancient site of Navadvip and birthplace of Sri Gora, we will soon establish a temple of Sri Chaitanya's lotus feet at Mandara Hill. Don't know if that was done. If it wasn't, then we should do it somehow or other. Uh, we should definitely, Srila uh, Bhakti Siddhanta's mission to, uh, to reclaim the various holy places that, that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu visited on, on pilgrimage, um, and to uh, place place padas there, temples with with footprints of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, just like in uh, <clears throat> in in Ramakali, uh, the place of Rupa and Sanatan. Uh, that's an important mission, and wherever wherever such footprints have not yet been installed. They, uh, the Vaishnavas, the Gaudiyas, must install so that we uh, properly um, claim our history. Um, the mission of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta to uh, claim our history on the ground in various holy places related to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, is very important. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur started by claiming the, uh, the birth site of, uh, of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and then the entire uh, Holy Dham. And, uh, and now uh, we are, then Srila Bhaktivinoda continued to claim the uh, places related to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm. And that will be important. And India is the land um, where such places, once identified, um, are, are carefully preserved and worshipped. And in this way, um, we give devotees 
the chance uh, to visit such places and then deepen their relationship with the Lord. Because when going to such places related to the Lord and entering into the uh, pastimes of the Lord, then we can very deeply uh, and focus and, and become more absorbed. And in this way, awaken more attachment uh, to the Lord and make create deeper impressions. While traveling like this, one day the Lord manifested a fever. And they tried different things to heal that fever of the Supreme Lord. But finally, uh, Lord Chaitanya said, no, there's only one cure. And that cure is the water that had washed the feet of a Brahmana. He said, then my suffering will be relieved. And the Lord then drank the water that had washed the feet of, the Bra- of a Brahmana in order to reveal its glories. Um, according to the Vedas and Puranas, it's the nature of the Supreme Lord to drink the water that has washed the feet of a Brahmana. Hmm. Yeah. Then, uh, okay, I will go a little further. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so after being cured of his fever in this way, the Lord and his students came to the bank of the holy Punpun River. Huh? After taking bath and oblations to his forefathers, Sri Sachinandan entered, entered Gaya. So, Siddha Bhakti Siddhanta in the purports to, uh, has, to this, uh, this description has also described how to get there uh, with, with station and so on. So, his intention certainly is that the devotees can can visit uh, these places, and uh, and that is also important. Um, I have visited Gaya uh, actually, but before Krishna consciousness, I went to that Vishnupat Mandir, and even later as a devotee, also we were traveling with the bus and did not have much time, but we did stop for a darshan at the Vishnupat Mandir. And, um, and of course, very nearby is Buddhgaya, the place where Buddha attained enlightenment. Uh, and there's one temple where uh, Lord Buddha is being worshipped and the altar has doors on either side and pujaris worship the deity from from either side one side there are buddhists worshiping and the other side there are hindus or followers of the vedic literature who are worshiping the deity because after all buddha is is one of the Das Avatar, as we are seeing in the uh, in the Bhagavatam. Mm. As the Lord entered Gaya, the King of Holy Places, he offered obeisances with folded hands. Mm. Thereafter, the Lord came to Brahmakund, where and he took baths and offered oblations to his forefathers. The Lord then entered Chakraveda and quickly went to see uh, the lotus feet of Lord Vishnu. Countless flower garlands were stacked like a temple dome on Lord Vishnu's footprints, which were surrounded uh, on all sides by by Brahmanas. Unlimited sandalwood um, paste, flowers, incense, and cloth 
had been offered at the lotus feet of the Lord. The Brahmanas appeared like divine beings as they described the glories of the Lord. Lord Shiva accepted these same lotus feet in his heart and these same lotus feet are constantly served by Lakshmi. These lotus feet were placed on the head of Bali Maharaj. O fortunate souls, now see these same lotus feet here. One who meditates on these lotus feet for even a moment never comes under the jurisdiction of Yamaraj. These lotus feet are rarely obtained by even the best of yogis. O fortunate souls, now see those same lotus feet here. The Ganges emanated from these lotus feet, and the servants of the Lord constantly keep these lotus feet in their heart. These lotus feet are enchanted on the bed of Ananta, O fortunate souls. Now see those same lotus feet here. Hearing the glories of the Lord's lotus feet from the Brahmanas, the Lord became absorbed in ecstatic love. As the Lord looked at those lotus feet, tears flowed from his lotus eyes, his hair stood on end, and he began shivering. <laughs> so the lotus feet are described, and then, but they were perceived by the lotus eyes. Uh, of Lord Chaitanya, yes. Those eyes were eagerly transcendental as the feet. Anyhow, etam sastaya paratmanistam jazitam purvatamir mahatbiraham tarisyami durantaparam tamomukundangri niseveva mukundangri are the lotus feet of the Lord. So the Lord is focused uh, or one is, the sannyasi is focused on the lotus feet of the Lord. That is the vessel by which he can cross the ocean of, of material existence, the ocean of nescience. Sri uh, um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu met Isvara Puri. Uh, by the divine will of the Supreme Lord, at that moment, Sri Isvara Puri arrived at that place. On seeing Sri Iswara Puri, Sri Gaurasundra respectfully offered him obeisances. Iswara Puri was also delighted to see Gaurachandra and he happily embraced him. In the ecstasy of meeting each other, they both became soaked with tears of love. The Lord said, my journey to Gaia has become successful the moment I was able to see your lotus feet. Yes, uh, when we come to holy places of pilgrims to actually connect with great devotees, that is, is more important. Uh, and it is stated here, if one offers oblations to the forefathers in a holy place, then the forefathers are delivered. But one delivers only he to whom the oblation was offered. By seeing you, however, millions of forefathers are immediately freed from material bondage. Therefore, holy places are not equal to you for you purify even the holy places. Please deliver me from the ocean of material existence. I surrender myself unto you. I beg that you make me drink the nectar of Krishna's lotus feet. I had an auspicious dream last night, and today I've obtained the fruits of that dream. Upon it, I'm telling you the truth. I'm feeling great ecstasy every moment since I've seen you, Iswarapuri is speaking. From the time I saw you, Nadia, my heart has had no other attraction. I'm speaking the truth, nothing else. When I see you, I feel the happiness of seeing Krishna. Hearing his beloved Iswarapuri's truthful word, the Lord smiled and said, it's my great fortune. In this way, the two exchanged many other pleasing words, which will be described in the future of Vyas. The Lord then took leave of Iswara Puri and went to offer oblations to his forefathers. The Lord went to the Falgu River and offered oblations to the forefathers with sand. Then the Lord went to Pretagaya on top of the hill. So a little bit of information, more information about Gaia, just so that um, maybe uh, <clears throat> maybe we need to visit that place uh, and and just visit that holy place and I would love to uh, to be there with you and do this little pilgrimage uh, uh, the Falgu River and I saw that 
is it's an underground river. When you come to the Falgu, it's a dry riverbed. But if you dig about, well, let's say 60 centimeters, two feet, maybe three, then you will find water. The Falgu River flows under a bed of sand at Gaia. There's a system for offering oblations with sand at this place in order to bewilder and to see fruit of work as Gorari enacted the pastimes of offering oblations to his forefathers with sands. Therefore, he went to pray to Gaia on top of the hill. So, <clears throat> there are 395 steps leading to pray to Gaia that were built in 1775. The steps were built by Madan Mohan Datta Mahasai, who was known among people as Kuvira because he was a renowned black merchant and who was born in the famous Datta family of Hatakola, Calcutta. On the wall of the temple, there's an inscription reading, Shishi Radha Krishnaya Namaha, Shichitanja Chandraya Namaha, Shishiva Durgam Saranam Jairam. O Lord, Madan Mohan, I beg at your lotus feet at the benediction of good fortune for me and my family. Uh, seeing the difficulty people took to climb this hill to reach Prechagaya, a person named Madhu Mohan has built a beautiful sta- white staircase for the benefit of the pilgrims and the pleasure of Lord Narayan, the husband of Lakshmi. Construction of the 395 steps has begun and completed in the year 1775. Uh, so we see that uh, previously there were devotees right, who were business people who would just uh, actually... Uh, serve the pilgrims so that they could go to such holy places and who would uh, who would then uh, recognize uh, he's worshipping Sri Radha Krishnaya Namaha Sri Chaitanya Chandraya Namaha uh, so and, and then Sri uh, Shiva Durga Saranam Jai Ram, O Lord Madan Mohan. Anyway, he is a devotee. Um, and he is, he is serving the devotees. So in this way, uh, and more places I mentioned that, uh, that were visited there in, in Gaia. Uh, um, After duly delivering the forefathers, the Lord went to Dakshin Manasa. He went to Sri Ramgaya, where he had previously performed Strada in his incarnation as Ramachandra. Yes. Mm-hmm. In this incarnation, he again performed Strada at that place. Thereafter, Lord Garahi went, Lord Gorari went to Yudhisthira Gaya. Yudhisthira Maharaj had previously performed Strada there out of affection for Yudhisthira. Gora also performed Shraddha there. All the Brahmanas there sat around the Lord and directed him in the procedure of the Shraddha ceremony. As the Lord performed Shraddha and offered oblations in the water, all the residents, Brahmanas, grabbed the offerings and, and ate them. The word Gayavali derives from the Hindu Hindi word Gayoyala refers to the Pandas of Gaya, the Brahmana priest or the residents of Gaya. Hmm. So in this verse, the extremely greedy nature of the Brahmana priests of Gaia is seen. Hmm. As such things are there, uh, even now in holy places in India. Uh, but, and, and sometimes when we visit places of pilgrimage, we're facing pandas who are uh, pushing us and, and want, uh, they will not let us even even get absorbed or speak and they want donations and sometimes we just give so that they are peaceful. Let me see Lord Chaitanya's reaction. Sri Satchinandan smiled on seeing this and thus the Brahmanas were freed from all material bondage. Um, we may not. So Lord Chaitanya does didn't take that serious. It's just small, insignificant thing. Uh, they were there at that auspicious place of generosity.
Uh, okay, after we go a little further and uh, the Lord was cooking for Iswarapuri and Iswar, then text 82, Iswarapuri's head was rolling back and forth in ecstatic love as he arrived there, chanting the names of Krishna. While chanting the holy names of Krishna, Iswara Puripat was overwhelmed with love of God and unable to control his balance as he came before Sigura Sundar. At that time, the Lord was engaged in cooking. The Lord immediately left the kitchen after, and after respectfully offered obeisances as he seated Iswara Puri comfortably. <coughs> Iswara Puri smiled and said, Oh, listen, O Pandit, I see you've come at the right time. The Lord replied, It will be my good fortune if you accept your meal here today. Iswarapuri smiled and said, Then what will you eat? The Lord replied, I will cook again. Iswarapuri then said, What is the need for cooking again? Divide what you have in two portions. The Lord smiled and said, If you really want to please me, then eat whatever I've cooked. I'll cook again within a moment. You take your meal without hesitation. The Lord then gave his meal to Iswarapuri happily and happily went to cook for himself. Iswarapuri's mind never deviated from the lotus feet of Krishna. Therefore, the Lord bestowed such mercy upon him. The Lord served Iswarapuri with his own hands, and Iswarapuri thus ate in great ecstasy. At that time, Ramadevi, the goddess of fortune, quickly cooked for the Lord while remaining unseen by all. Then, after the Lord first fed Iswarapuri, he happily ate himself. One who hears about the Lord taking his meal with Ichwarapuri will achieve the wealth of love of Krishna. The Lord with his own hands then smeared sandalwood paste on the body of Iswarapuri. Ah. Who has the ability to describe the Lord's love for Iswarapuri? The Supreme Lord Shichitanya personally visited the birthplace of of Isvarapuri. The birthplace of Isvarapuri is situated in the village of Kumahata, which is three kilometers from the Alisahar station on the East Bengal railway line. Recently, the Sakibegis have introduced their unauthorized standard of worship at his birth site, seeing, offering obeisance to a circumambulate in the Lord's birthplace are some of the limbs of pure devotional service. Hmm. Yeah, the Lord said, I offer my obeisances to the village of Kumarhata, where Siswarapuri appeared. Lord Chaitanya cried profusely at that place and spoke nothing other than the name of Iswarapuri. The Lord took some dust from the birthplace of Iswarapuri and tied it in his cloth. The Lord said, the dust from the birthplace of Iswarapuri is my, is my life, wealth, and living voice. Um, Amar Jivana Dana Pran. The Lord exhibited such affection for Iswarapuri because he takes pleasure in increasing the glories of his devotee. Mm. And then, uh, soon after that, the Lord took initiation uh, from Iswarapuri. And uh, The Lord circumambulated Iswarapuri and said, I fully surrender myself to you. Please glance mercifully on me so that I may float in the ocean of love for Krishna. Hearing the Lord's words, Sri Iswarapuri embraced him. The bodies of both became soaked with their tears and agitated due to ecstatic love. In this way, while bestowing mercy on Iswarapuri, Sri Gorari remained in Gaya a few days more. All right, so... With this, I have spoken about Nimai now transforming into a Vaishnava. Then Nimai is, is, is returning to Vaishnava. We know that on the way in Kanatashali, he chanted his Gayatri, the Lord appeared before him. We know that. Then that vision disappeared. We know that then he came to uh, began to display symptoms of separation, and we know that he became a great Vaishnava, 
displayed that Vaishnava uh, deep love of God and and he began preaching in Navadvip and then one second oh yeah so and then we can see how uh, Nimai was uh, uh, after after preaching in Navadvip for some time as a householder and this and that and be joined by Nichananda and how he does Thakur was preaching and after Kirtan after the after so many pastimes it came to the point it came to the point that life in Navadvip stopped it said everything just stopped Navadvip was filled, filled with the transcendental pastimes of the Lord, who was just placing his lotus feet everywhere. The, the ecstasy of the devotees was just a continuous stream. It never ended. It was just at night, at night, they would assemble in the house of Srivas and have kirtan all night. In the day, in the day, they spend time with the Lord. When did they sleep? When did they eat? Somehow or other, somehow or other. Uh, all these things went on. But every moment they were awake. Uh, they were absorbed, absorbed in pastimes of the Lord. Such great devotees were there. Gopinath Acharya, such an ecstatic devotee. Uh, and some an Advaita Acharya, Srivas Thakur, all these personalities, they were present. Oh, it was, uh, it was the most ecstatic time. Hmm. It is said when the gopis performed the Rasa dance with Krishna. It is said that time was just too short. And although Krishna extended the time to, to make it last as long as a night of Brahma, for the gopis, it just, it just passed too quick. In this way, all the devotees in Navadvip also, they were also uh, relishing every moment with great intensity. Uh, yes. Mm. It said when devotees uh, in Sikhsastikam, it is mentioned that devotees in separation are exper experiencing a moment to be like 12 years or more. Mm. And so in separation, the time takes very long. And in the association of, of the Lord, the time just flies and just passes too quick. The devotee desires to, to keep that association longer. But one night, one night in the house of Srivas, as the kirtan was going on, one devotee was getting a little tired. So he found himself a quiet corner in the house of Srivas and, and took a nap. And when he woke up from that nap that turned out into a, a serious sleep, when he woke up, the whole house was empty. Everyone was gone. He came out on the street and he saw one of the devotees. And that devotee said, Have you heard? Have you heard? The Lord, the Lord is gone. Yes, such our devotee has been resting. Every, everybody's gone. The house is empty. But then, then, he's thinking, wait a minute. Wait a minute, what did you say? The Lord is gone? I mean, you mean, you mean that he's gone? 
the Lord is gone. All the devotees were in the greatest separation. The Lord had gone. And the devotees, being overwhelmed in that, in that spirit, they were just on the verge of dying. It was just too much. The separation was just overwhelming. And everyone felt, now misfortune has come upon us. Now he is gone. And, and they all felt... Uh, they all felt we will never see him again. Never. Yes. Never again. So that was like uh, a very difficult, difficult time. And it said that the devotees in separation of the Lord would have given up their bodies, but they could not give up their bodies. Because what if he would return? Therefore, they were living by the rope of hope. Now I'm speaking from Chaitanya Chandra Doinata um, when I explained this, living by the rope of hope. It is then mentioned that uh, after some time, uh, after some time, the devotees realized that not only Lord Chaitanya was missing, but others were also missing. Nichananda wasn't there, and nor was Chandrasekhar Acharya, who is also known as Acharya Ratna, uh, the jewel amongst the Acharyas. Mm. Yes, the jewel of the Acharyas, Chandrasekhar Acharya. Now, uh, he was also gone. So, that, that seemed even, even more, uh, I don't know what to think of that now, as if there was a plan. Anyhow, then, then, then they saw Chandrasekhar Acharya, Acharya Ratna, coming down the road. And so the devotees, they called out to him, Acharya, Acharya Ratna, ah, where are you? Come, please. Where's the Lord? Where's the Lord? Acharya Ratna was walking on the road speaking to himself. And Acharya Ratna was, was just saying to himself, why did I listen to Nichananda? Why? Why did I accept his order? Why did I leave the association of the Lord? But Acharya Ratna had accepted the order of Lord Nichananda and left the association of Lord Chaitanya to take a message to the devotees. So the devotees, as Acharya Ratna was in their middle, said, Acharya, tell us, tell us what's happening. And Acharya Ratna said, I, I, I cannot speak. The devotees said, you cannot speak. What do you mean? Speak, right? They forced him. And Acharya Ratna then, uh, finally, he placed his hand over his mouth and he said, And everyone understood it. Everyone heard, the Lord, the Lord took sannyas. This was the end. The end of the world. It was the end of their life. It was now the rope of hope had now become a thread. Virtually speaking, there was nothing left because now, uh, now, he was a sannyasi. And sannyasis traditionally would not return to their village. So, now they knew. He will not return. Uh, 
friend, <laughs> look, you know. And then they'd never see him again. Uh, it was not the time where people would, would jump on a plane, jump on a train, jump on a car, and just uh, travel was was difficult. News was news from far was difficult. Uh, was not the internet age. So, although the Lord was only in Katwa, not so far away, to the devotees it appeared like he's on the other side of the universe. And Lord Chaitanya, Lord Chaitanya then, as he was going to his sannyas. Anyway, I'm speaking about Acharya Ratna, sorry. Acharya Ratna, Acharya Ratna, he, uh, he then said, I have a message from Lord Nichananda for Advaita Acharya. And then uh, he said, Lord Nichananda says that somehow or other, he will bring the Lord to the house of Advaita Acharya. And Advaita Acharya jumped up in the sky, he jumped up again and again and bounced up and down, calling out, Nichananda, Nichananda, Nichananda. What a friend. What a friend. He has conquered me. And I, I really like this part, I mean, which reveals to us so much about the nature of friendship, um, the nature of, of love that uh, one has to conquer in friendship. And one has to do something that is very dear to the heart of one's friend. And Advaita Acharya, uh, he saw Nichananda did the thing that was most dear to his heart. And therefore, he just jumped up and down saying, what a friend, what a friend, he has conquered me. Now we see uh, the nature of real relationship that we have to conquer in relationship. As the devotee is always conquering Krishna and just going out of his way and in any relationship, in the relationship amongst devotees, it will only work if we conquer, uh, if we conquer the hearts of the devotees. Uh -huh. And this is also how a preacher must work. He must conquer, uh, he must conquer the heart of devotees. Otherwise, it will, uh, how can it work? Uh, so, this is very significant uh, at this point. So, today I have kind of prepared the ground for the transformation. And uh, I will carry on tomorrow further digesting Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's sannyas and look more at renunciation in amongst his associates. And in this way, I uh, let us let us go deeper into uh, the miracle, the miracle of the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, let us once again remember the open invitation of Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Daya Karavichar Vichara Karita Chitta Pabachamatkar. That if we apply our mind to understanding the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then surely uh, we will be amazed in our heart. And it is only on the strength of such amazement that we will be able, uh, that we will be able to, uh, to go this path to somehow or other 
stay on the path. Hurdles will come. So many things may happen on our path, but nothing for one who has who has understood the uh, the amazing nature of the mercy of Lord Chaitanya. They can never leave. They can never leave because they become addicted to that mercy. They just need it again and again. So whatever may happen, they can never leave.